Elfangle crashed in the construction site. Jake and friends touched the blue cube. It was a weird night. The Yurk showed up, Elfangor died. Now it's up to the Animorphs to make sure they don't control our minds. War and peace. War and peace. We talk about things like candlelights and hookers and birds. War and peace. War and peace. How the cheese should just get over it and the elements are jerks. Animorphs, not beast wars, is what we talk about on War and Beast. Hello and welcome to War and Beast, uh, the podcast that I'm hosting because Greg died for a third time. I'm your host, Kendall. And and I'm Emily. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and I'm Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I expected you to introduce us. That's a TWA thing, I, not a War and Beast thing, but whatever. I actually, um, so, usually on my pod, most of my podcasts that I that I start like that, I actually do introduce the co-hosts, but that's okay. It sounded like you were going to. That's why I kind of paused, but whatever. Y- you know me, I'm Emily, and, and, and I guess Greg's going to die more times than Buffy before we get into the series there. Uh, or at least as many times as Optimus. <laughs> How many times Optimus die? Well, uh, I think at least just twice. Prime. Now. Just oh, Prime? Prime, Prime uh, died once at least. Yeah. We've seen Primal die twice. Was that a sec- was that a second time? Was it a death? Um, I have him. I have him at at five times on the dead tally. <laughs> okay. Well, that's yes, yes. It's just different though. <laughs> okay. So Ken, what are we doing today? <laughs> so today we are talking. We are we are um in, in an effort to uh, uh, tie up loose ends before the end of the of the of Beast Wars. We are watching the second half of the Animorphs pilot. Um, if you uh, didn't haven't been regularly listening, maybe go back and listen to the episode where we talked about the first pa- half of it um, a few a few months ago. If uh, you're for some reason not listening to episodes in order or you skip bonus episodes, but didn't want to skip this one. Yeah. And uh, Greg's on that one. And we got a guest with uh, Jeff, I believe. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah. as far as I know, uh, Greg doesn't screw up the intro like we did. So <laughs> clearly the podcast falls apart without Greg. Um, so I am. Cause we didn't, uh, cause I didn't delegate today. IMDB <laughs> has just a few things. So, uh, Chapman is frustrated at the controllers for not noticing a Hork Majeure for- footprint, but he doesn't notice the Andalite disc or Rachel as a cat when both are right at his feet. Rachel yeah. even audibly meows right before she runs back to the other Animorphs. She meows a lot in this, like whenever she's a cat. They're like, remember the cat's meow. <laughs> um, um, and I just want to say, like, about delegating, like, we we literally decided Ken was going to forerun this, like, a minute before we started, so. <laughs> Look, I knew, I, I, 
I knew it was going to happen because Emily hosted last week and Jordan never hosts. So, um, yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was going to fall to me. I mentioned I'm just not call it Jordan like that. <laughs> I, I just yeah. I, I, well, the thing is, is that I'm just not good at wrangling people. I don't interrupt. It's it's fine. I mean, you know, I'm sure that Jordan one day will host an episode. But also, like the Animorphs is kind of my thing that I've strong armed into this whole podcast. So I feel like I should it take fits. responsibility. Yeah, and we love it because I, I always enjoy doing the Animorphs steps. <laughs> All right, but it's definitely your baby. So. So at the construction site, when Rachel finds the Andalite disc in Catmorph, it is sticking out of the ground. When Jake gets it as Homer, it is completely under the dirt, and Jake has to dig it up. Yep. And finally... How would she have seen it if it was under the dirt like that? Yeah, it's weird. Cat eyes. Cat eyes are special for that. And they can see through dirt. <laughs> they can yeah. see through dirt. Maybe, maybe he actually, like, the his instinct took over and he buried it first. And then it was like, crap, no, I gotta unbury it. <laughs> so the hawk that Tobias acquires at the wildlife rehabilitation clinic. This is the first thing that makes me like be like, "Oh no, this is this that you should have gotten this better." <laughs> and later acquires is not a red-tailed hawk. It is actually a Harris's hawk. Oh yeah. no. It did look a little odd. I How guess- did I notice that as a kid. I fucking like love birds and shit. I didn't notice that when I watched as a kid. I, I mean, or now, but I don't. I'm not as into birds I now knew. as I was back then. Yeah, back as a kid, the uh, the only birds I knew a lot about were hummingbirds. I did a report on the red-tailed hawk. I should have known that. I'm a failure. <laughs> um. So uh, we there's nothing on Seropedia because the trivia was well for the both I could, parts, right? I can pull. Yeah, I can pull some some things like. Uh, they have the the morph tally used for both episodes like separated, so they actually have like a different okay. morph morph use. Which uh, the morphs were a golden retriever in parentheses Homer, a cat, a rat, a horse, and a red-tailed hawk, and they each go to a different person. So you know, Jake was uh, Homer, Rachel was the cat, Marco was the rat, and Casey was a horse, and Tobias was the hawk. And in case you don't remember from last time, uh, there is a bit of trivia that still kind of applies where. This part, this episode was actually shot before part one. Mm. Tobias was the hawk. Feels like, an like a, like a name for something, <laughs> like like an article about animorphs, like after the fact. Like <laughs> Tobias was the hawk. I look back on animorphs. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so this episode starts off with the Jake walking around and assuming that everyone mowing their lawn is a controller. Including that child in the in the baby carriage. <laughs> that one guy who looks at him is kind of suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the people seem to give him suspicious looks. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like this is the most unfriendly town in the world. <laughs> maybe Jake's maybe Jake's gotten into trouble before. Because he's staring at everybody. Kid, he? he's, he's supposed probably... to be a good kid, but maybe that's why everyone's worried about him. It's like any day now he'll snap. Also, He's got leather jacket on. It's true. I, I feel like I don't feel like they're, it's that they're necessarily giving him super dirty looks, but the camera is like slowing is. down and being and that lady with the baby it's stroller is a little bit like. <laughs> well, yeah, he was he was looking he he was giving her baby a dirty look. <laughs> baby just stands up and starts doing the uh, invasion of the body snatchers scream. Oh Jesus Christ! Now the baby's from the one from Roger Rabbit, and just starts smoking a cigar. Oh, Baby Herman. Yeah, Baby Herman. I don't know his name. 
So this next, the, the next little bit, uh, Jake, it, he sees the, uh, he sees the, the, the controllers cleaning up the mess at the construction site slash power plant. I guess in the show it's a power plant. In the book it was a construction site, but there's definitely construction going on. Um, and Chapman is there like, don't tell any, nobody can know about the Andalites. I, yeah, I love that. How he's shouting at the top of his lungs to people who are trying to pretend it's a cover up, like they're in hazmat suits and everything, to try and keep this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be this. fair, I don't think any civilians are on a site. Like he's he's like Jake had yeah. to like sneak in to see this through a police line, by the way. So that's yeah, that's yeah. actually an, a thing that they point. Yeah, out it's it's, it's a plot point where he's like, some of the cops are controllers. I mean, he yeah he jumped he jumped through a thing, but like not that far like yeah like you'd think yeah you would think that people would be a little more a little more hush hush a little Um, more alert too yeah yeah especially because they're specifically looking for andalite survivors yeah like anything suspicious or anyone coming back yeah they're not the most competent aliens (laughs) i was gonna say it it even it, it continues on with the whole uh Day day job thing of of basically him getting yelled like one of the people getting yelled at by uh by Chapman. He's like, "What's taking so long?" And they're like, "It's like, well, there's more more stuff happening than we thought." And blah blah blah. And I just felt felt like like this is just like an average day of like at a construction work where things are going slow. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so, like I thought if I got a yerk in my brain, I'd have more uh, more authority than this. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're just still a construction worker. Have fun with that. He's <laughs> a mind controlled construction worker. So we we cut to to Cassie's uh, animal preservative farmhouse thing. Preservative. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You see a llama. It's, a it's I mean it's not pres- pres- no. They put they put uh, they put chemicals in animals. <laughs> so did you notice not how there's like. You notice how there's llamas and there was like some uh is that like a water buffalo? What is what is that horn thing that they show for a second? Horn Um thing. I'm not sure. It's like an antelope, maybe? Maybe. It's definitely something that is like more some from like I think from uh the African continent than the North American. By which is why I just thought it was weird that they have all yeah. these kinds of weird By the way, for our Canadian listeners I just want to point out, because like you guys don't know, because you guys are American, but AW has this like ad campaign where it's like, we don't put any growth hormones or crazy chemicals in our beef and blah 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 blah. And we're so good for that. Like look at us A and W and it's like that that's literally the the law in Canada. That they like <laughs> they like can't do that even if they wanted to. And we're, also we're they've essentially been essentially doing I, the bare minimum. I worked there for seven years. And we never, and I before that ad campaign, and we never changed our patties. Mm-hmm. We just started talking about it. <laughs> so, but there was still people. So people like it's bullshit. Like it's just about good food. Like go uh, eat there if you want. It, it's I, I eat there still. But like there was people outside A and W one day after I stopped working there who were like, "Man, A and W's got those good burgers now. It's not the cardboard they used to be selling." Yeah, yeah, it's not plastic anymore like it used to be. Like it's all it's all real beef, and it's like it always has been. You freaking idiots! Uh. <laughs> Sorry, you made me think of that when you said they're putting preservatives in animals. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that animal is just like a moose. It. Uh, no, I, I mean, it looks no, like no, 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 no. 
the, the one I'm talking there's about. There's also is definitely an elephant in the background. The one, the one with the one with the white stripe across us. Yeah. Snout? Yeah. That's not a moose, dude. Can't be a moose. That is not a moose. As a Canadian, <laughs> that is not a moose. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely also an elephant that's in the background in the next scene. Um. So it's that one. So I mean, like, I you know, they got a lot they of. Have- they have, they have a tiger a here next episode. Well, that's like, in that's in the gardens. That's not it. That's not in Cassie's farm. Is it in the show? Because I'm in the show. I, in the show, I'm pretty sure, but it's just in Cassie's place. No, I'm pretty sure they got the tiger and the and the gorilla from like the local zoo. Well, I know they do in the in the in the book. Oh, I but I'm I forget. saying in the, in the, I've watched the episode where they get the tiger, and I'm pretty sure it's just at Cassie's place. Uh, and Cassie's even like giving him like tips on how to approach it. Because huh. she's dealt with it. Maybe they maybe they combine the two in the show. Like I think they did. It's just, they must have. Because it's like Cause... in the books, Cassie's thing is the farm. It's like a farm. She lives on yeah. a farm, and then her mom works at the gardens, which is like yeah, uh, she's a vet, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that makes uh, sense, though. You know, it saves it saves on them having to go to multiple things or having to basically actually get permission to go to some zoo-like place. Yeah, exactly. This is just like, they just decided to call it an animal preserve and make it all one thing in the, in the show, which makes sense for the show. Yeah. So, Tobias shows up and he's kind of creepy. Tobias <laughs> is really creepy in this episode. I feel so bad for him. It's like he he just, he really needs some more uh, like practice with social interaction. Like, yeah. I'm not one to talk, but it just seems like <laughs> he really just he just really needs some friends <laughs> to walk with a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, totally. And yeah, he, yeah, he runs into Cassie's mom and it's kind of awkward. But then Rachel and Marco and Jake show up and they and they introduce <laughs> they introduce him. Like he just he's new. In just, actually, just Rachel and Marco. Jake shows up a little bit later oh, okay. after they're already in the place with the yeah, hawk right. and the animals. And yeah, they take them into the barn where there's lots of animals, including skunks. <laughs> that was a pause. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit it out. Yeah, yeah. That's why we talked about it, because we're going to edit it out. <laughs> well, now we're not. Apparently, apparently, they, apparently the, this hawk, they raised him from a thing? Yeah. A yeah. yeah, they say that like, the poachers killed its mom, and they raised it since it was an egg. And then Marco's like, Oh, he probably misses his mom. And for, I mean, obviously, Marco would say that. And Tobias is like, oh, he, he probably never knew her because that's all, those are all little links to like hints at their backstories. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, Marco's I get into pretty quickly here, but ta- uh, Tobias is not for a while, I imagine. Everything happens pretty quick in this series, but yeah, I mean, there's only so many episodes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, totally. But, uh, Spice. Yeah. Then Jake shows up. Wrong podcast, Jordan. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is 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 poaching hawks a thing? Like, is um, I know there are some ra- raptors that are uh, illegal to shoot down. Um, I I guess like certain like certain farm like farm farmers and stuff might try to do that to scare them off because they might poach their chickens or other small. Not like, poaching though, if you're just killing and somebody's killing your well, animals. Well, yeah, but that's that's what I mean. Like even that's that's what they might mean by poaching is that basically a farmer basically was like, oh, this thing's out in the wilderness. I don't want it anywhere near. So it basically they try to track it down and, and kill it. And even though there's like laws against 
or protecting it or something. I, I suppose, but poaching is a specific thing. But yeah, um, it could be that. It could just be that they just like needed a reason for the for the bird's mom to be dead, so we said yeah. poaching. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because like Maybe it's I know, a thing. That, yeah. I, I mean, like, I know it's illegal to murder bald eagles. Uh, unless you're like a Native American or something, because like for like ceremonial headdresses or something like that. But like, yeah, and it could it could be a thing where like people just hunters sometimes hunters just want to kill things because they can't and like mm-hmm. like a trophy thing. I right? just had like, never oh, specifically yeah. heard of of hawks being poached. Yeah, mm-hmm. neighbor of I, but I'm not like an aviary scientist. So either. Rachel's kind of dumb in this episode. <laughs> Like yeah, she's kind of they're kind of playing up the the dumb blonde angle here. Really? What? What, do you, what makes you say that? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I honestly, I didn't get that pressure. Like, like I don't know. I don't know. Like she's. Well, he walks in. He walks in. Uh, Jake walks in, and part of this is is exposition, but like the way that the actress pulls it off, it seems like she's dumb. Because uh, okay. Jake's like Jake's like oh well, there's you know they're they're the controllers are cleaning up the construction site and and there were cops there and and rachel's like but if there were cops oh the cops are the cops <laughs> are controllers too i i, I guess so i just be like and to me i just took it as like you don't want to think that it's that high up you know i and newspapers and tv and marco goes not tv it might be it might just it might just be that she's not a very good, a good actress, actress. <laughs> but it could be that <laughs> or and also the writing is maybe not ideal um but yeah i i just i don't know she comes across as is a little not the brightest um sure but, i mean kind of the, impression fair wasn't the acting better in the first episode like i feel like i feel like the acting in this episode with everybody except for jake well well, I, I think Marco did, was pretty good, actually. I thought Marco was a pretty good actor in this. I, I just didn't say, want to say that Jake and Marco are the only ones because then I would sound sexist. Because um, also <laughs> Cassie doesn't either. do the best job. <laughs> I mean, Tobias is doing what Tobias should do, I yeah. suppose. Like, be awkward and weird. To, yeah, Tobias, it almost seems like a, a more a more intentional decision to be awkward and weird and creepy. Yeah. Than than just just bad acting the way that um the way that especially Rachel but to a lesser extent uh I, I personally Cassie. don't think Jake's much better than Rachel or Cassie but I think Marco's pretty good mm. and uh, Tobias is being creepy petting the hawk hey petting teachers government good. newspaper TV <laughs> not TV we already kind of went over that but yeah like it's a joke and Jake laughs you know a little bit of levity and they're talking about how the the highest echelons of their government is taken over by brain slugs, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> then they bring up the the disc, which like every time Tobias they bring up the so disc, I just about. think about yeah, because he's like, I could have, you guys wouldn't let me bend over and pick it up. <laughs> didn't even get to touch it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't drop it, assholes. I didn't even get to touch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And while, and while they're talking, a horse just wanders into the barn. Yeah, just a horse. Definitely just a horse. <laughs> they're like, where's Cassie? The, 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 and earlier, the mom was like, oh, she's probably at the house. I'll bring her down. And they're like, oh, well, that's weird. And then, and, and earlier, we saw this horse running around. And like 
you know, the horse comes in and like it, it's fucking Cassie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it had its tail like tied or bind it or in bindings too, though, which I thought was weird. But then again, in the TV series, they kind of do a little bit. They kind of fudge with the whole clothes being part of the being part of them and not part of them and stuff like that. So I guess it's no big deal. Yeah. And so we establish how it's, thought- it's just one of those little weird details I always tend to notice or something and think about like, yeah. well, if you, you know, you go from this thing to that thing and you're, and the things have to be like, the, like you were saying earlier, like about the blue paint kind of thing. Well, yeah. we, I said it off air. I'm pretty sure. But yeah. yeah. Like let's talk about that when we get to we'll it. Talk about yeah. that when we get to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so don't they, say it like that. <laughs> I, yeah, I. You definitely did not say it like that. I. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was. I don't know. It's. Yeah. I'm hosting. Um. So. Uh. So anyway. Um. So we establish how thought speak works here. That Cassie is talking just to Ka- just to Rachel, and and Rachel's talking back to her, and everyone thinks she's crazy, especially Marco. Just and stupid then, because they should just figure it out. <laughs> and then, and then Cassie starts to morph back. And I actually, I really like because because I I have accepted when watching this that like it's just a computer animated special yeah, effect thing. Like it's not going to be grotesquely disgusting when they morph the way that it is in the in the comics. But the fact that Marco is like. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. Oh, it's so gross. To be fair, they do they do some uh, fully sound effect works that kind of at least you yeah. know make it sound like this is not a fun to look at. And Marco even points it out later that it's more the sound than anything, and the sound is yeah. pretty gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like actually, you know what? If it's probably uh, cabbage is being ripped, it's probably like the that, case. That's like one of the sound effects they use for like bone, you know, bone sliding and stuff like that. So yeah. my problem uh, with this transformation is that it shows her front legs turning into her legs. Yeah. And I think it should be her arms, but whatever. Well, I mean, it's just how <laughs> I mean, the things don't necessarily line up with with uh, morphing. Like you do sometimes randomly have extra things pop out and other things suck in like. That that's actually yeah. It, it just seems like the arms are up there, and they could have just been like they're both four limbed creatures. It could have like matched up a bit more, because otherwise the the idea is that her leg, her arms went into her midsection, okay. and then a horse's ass just came like shot out of her backside. Yeah. Why do you think Marco was like, "I'm gonna throw up"? Sure. Hey, look, I, I I took my I remember my first. How did you keep her balanced? My high school biology, and I understand the the idea of analogous structures. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, That's no, why, I like, when you turn into a bat, your fingers grow long and webbing in between. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand that as a concept. It's just, uh, if I remember right, the way that they describe morphing in animorphs is there's no rhyme or reason to it. It is. It is I like. Thought, well, I thought the more rhyme was like what started changing first, not so much as like structures changing into other structures. Like, like they said, like sometimes you'll start shrinking before you're eyes or like your head the head shape changes or you'll get the fur on your body before your before your arms have changed into the legs of the animal or things like that that's that's what i thought they always meant yeah and and that may be literally what it is but i'm just saying like because because it is kind of arbitrary it's not that much of a stretch to think that 
that the legs would turn into legs. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just we're we're just nitpicking, really. Yeah, I don't know. Not enough stuff has happened in this episode for us to complain about. We're like a third of the way through. <laughs> and they're talking about she talks about how awesome it was to be a horse. And she got to run. And she got to run. Yeah. Oh, she also mentions that it's getting smoother when she changes back. Right. Right. Yeah. It's getting it's getting smoother. That's it. That's kind of they, they mentioned this a couple of times in the episode. It's like it's getting they're getting better at it, but it's still like not smooth at this point. And so stomach stomach upsetting. Yeah. So Rachel Rachel uh volunteers to be next and finds a cat and uh a random gray and white cat. Yeah. Um Well that's one of Cash's animals. Yeah, yeah. Just uh it's a barn cat. It doesn't uh, have a collar though. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, a lot of cats don't have collars. That's yeah, I know. I was, I've I was, actually never owned a cat that had a collar myself. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I thought I thought Maybe I'm thinking differently, Shalaz, because I know, especially dogs, you know, like if you own a dog or anything, if it doesn't have a collar, it can be, it can be troublesome. But then again, like with like certain pets, you keep them inside anyways. So yeah, um, (coughs) laws are a lot more strict for dogs than cats when it comes to that. Uh, And also this is like, I mean, it might be a stray cat. It might just be like a, I mean, it's a, they're, they're on a farm in a wildlife preserve, like. So you know what I should I should ask my my friend because he lived on a farm and they had a lot of cats. So Rachel's morph into this cat actually they actually do like a really good job like considering of making yeah. it seem a little squeamish like like uh, she kind of she kind of when it shows her face morphing it kind of goes like her eyes bulge first into yeah, yeah, cat eyes yeah, before and, anything else. Her nose goes all white and stuff. And, and she kind of goes, yeah. and she kind of like goes back a little bit, and then like so it's like she's like struggling in the middle of it. Like it's yeah. actually, this is this is really yeah. interesting to me because I remember watching this as a kid and being super disappointed with the with the morphing. And the fact of the matter is, it's actually pretty fine. Like yeah, like looking at it now, that's that's was one of the things that struck me was that. You know, despite the fact that it's obviously, like you said, like it's kind of obviously a computer uh, photo effect kind of thing, they actually kind of do a good, good, like they use it interestingly, interestingly, yeah. like they do, they do, they do half, like half morphs or 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 uh, progressions or stuff like that to basically give you the idea that they struggle through this, that it's it's a not a quick process, mm-hmm. and then of course there's you know the sound effects and all that too. Yeah, yeah. Now, I do think that later in the series, uh, it, it's it takes less time. Like, it takes, like, three seconds for them to morph. Um, but also, that's just, like, a we only have 22 minutes to tell the story. Yeah. So we can't have, we can't have, I mean, because not very much happens in this episode because they all take, like, a minute to morph into their things. You know, so um, the episode's not super dense. Um, then, uh, and, and, I like when and she, Rachel when thinks showed, she's so cool. Yeah. Like they showed the two cats and they tried to talk to her and, and, and he's like, he's, she's ignoring me. And Cassie's like, well, duh, she's a cat. And, and she, yeah. And she's like, and she's like, meow, 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 like a dozen times. <laughs> like there's so much meowing in this, in this episode. 
I do like how she ignores him at first, and then it's all like, I feel so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's... But the cat's just kind of being a cat. Like, it kind of has a little <laughs> bit of a cool look on it when, when yeah. she says that, but, like, not acting that cool. <laughs> so, Marco... So, they want Marco to, to, to morph next, and he's like, no, my mom's dead. Don't you remember? <laughs> I think they do a better job of, of dropping that, though, at least a little <laughs> bit. I mean, it is this is like where they basically do give an information dump about Marco's background, like how his mom like died, disappeared, and his dad kind of like lost it for a while. And now he's worried that if he goes missing, that his dad's just going to completely lose it. Yeah. And again, this is like pretty well. Acted. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, decent. like, I, like, yeah, it's, it's I thought it was decent. It's also it's also taken direct this this bit is actually taken directly from the book like marco is yeah is uh is very resistant to fighting in the war because of because of he's scared of what would happen if something happened to him to his dad i do find it weird though that basically the final push to get him to try it was that uh jake dared him so, so i mean he, he he also mentions like well what what how would his dad feel if he had a yerk in his brain or something yeah. like that too but but it, like i said like the final thing he says that before he agrees to it is is basically jake's like i dare you to do it yeah yeah, yeah i mean which is which i think is one of these things i mean these characters are like 14 we looked up like, yeah like they're 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 legitimately young and it works it, it translates well in the book because they're actually that age so when they do immature th- random immature things uh which de- you know definitely happens in the books uh, it's it, it's because of you know it's because they're young in this it's and also we have that especially the jake and marco relationship in the books is very much like a rivalry like they're always one-upping each other so it's kind of like it's kind of like uh you know what are you chicken yeah <laughs> but but yeah, he says, "I dare you." I can be a chicken. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been great if he was like, "What are you, chicken?" and hands him a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty good. Um, I think it's interesting that Marco picks the rat first out of all the different animals we see here. Like, I would have been like the puppy or something myself, but I would have gone with the llama. Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. I mean, yeah. Then you could just spit at people. Also, he's like, "Let's start small." Like, which is weird, though, like, because because <laughs> like it'd be it'd be more like it'd be like if he's going for easy, it'd be easier to turn to an animal that's around his size, like yeah. a llama or a cat or I'm mean, not a cat, like a dog or like something like a big dog, like something that's a little closer to what his size is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'll start small and have my body like shrink. Like he's just really into that shrinking, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I'm I'm ca- I'm getting caught up on the thing, and he's like, and Marco's like, my mom's dead. I don't, That's I funny don't, to you. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, for some reason, it is. Like, it's, it's like it's, those, it's it's. I think it's 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 just one of those weird disconnects. Like the that one page, like that one panel of uh, Batman, where like Robin's like. Wh- like, well, Superman, or like, well, Batman, and what about your parents? And he just, like, slaps him aside. He's like, my parents are dead! <laughs> like, see, that's... It's just some, It's just that weird overdramatic that just makes it funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 
<laughs> yeah. I well, yeah. I don't know. And also just like anytime superheroes like have to have a dead parent, it just it's a trope it's a trope that's kind of overused and when is it, when it's not executed very well, like in this like in this episode cuz you know what? This as excited as I was about the the first episode, this episode is not the best. It has some good <laughs> moments, but uh I think I think it they kind of knew that they were going to show this episode right after the next one. And I think that's kind of what that kind of right. is kind of stifling. Like this this by itself is not exactly very good, but if you put it with the other one, at least it makes more sense and and be like, okay, well, now I'm ready for the next episode to see, you know, see what I happens. I mean, if, if you, and if you hear from Martha, there's a lot more Morse in this episode. I'll say, yeah, yeah, that's too. Yeah, I think I think the thing is, this is the like the the first chunk of this episode, or or the the bulk of this episode, is like the third act, kind of like it's it's yeah. We had the we had the cli- the climactic like act break last you know la- at the end of last episode and then this is yeah it was supposed to be watched as one thing so this is sort of the like not too much and then you know the episode ends with the big encounter setting up for the next thing and uh, we have the what am I a rat more like rat man <laughs> and they actually do like a a, a cutaway from him. And you can still see the photomorph working on them. So, I mean, at least they're doing something interesting. Like I said, interesting. And I do like how he's like, give me the rat back. She's like, no, no, that's not how it works. And they explain it more. They they, they try to, like, weave it into dialogue, the exposition. Mm -hmm. They try. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a block. I mean, it's 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 the first chapter of every Animorphs book. Like it's a, there's a couple pages of this is how this world works. And we have to explain it in, in this, uh, cause there's, I mean, one of the great things about Animorphs is that it's lore is needlessly com- complicated and, and convoluted. And that's great. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily telling that doesn't necessarily translate the best to, uh, to a, a a 22 minute TV show. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, so he so so Marco morphs and uh and it leads to uh Rachel uh deciding that uh she wants to get uh Mises to pieces. <laughs> yeah, she wants to fucking eat Marco. <laughs> there is there is there is vor hinted at in this in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> If, if this, and, uh, this, would have, so, this would have a TF and Vor tag <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on fanfiction.net. Rachel, Rachel says, I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. And like Casey, like yells that the animal, like the animals in control that they need to get snap out of it or something. Why does someone just grab Rachel? Like, <laughs> have you ever tried to grab a cat? Yeah. Okay. I've owned cats most of my life. It's not that hard. <laughs> It might scratch you a little bit. It's better than your friend getting eaten and then having your other friend deal with the guilt of having eaten her friend and then never being able to explain that to anybody <laughs> where Marker went and dealing with that guilt their whole lives. <laughs> I mean, nothing happens, but it could have happened. <laughs> Marco feels like he ate a couple pounds of coffee. I like how he run, changes run, back and the only run, Yeah. That's what he says. Like when he snaps out of it and changes back, that the only thing that happens, because he runs back into the the container that the rat was in and he only just pops out of it with a 
with a training wheel on his head. Like you don't yeah. hear any, you don't hear any of the plastic breaking or things falling over. It's just him there with that on his head. Well, it kind of you see it. I mean, you. I see think the it lid get knocked. Apart. Yeah, lid gets knocked off. Yeah, and then he kind of okay. presumably just jumps out of it. But uh, yeah, I like how Cassie just says like, "You change back now," without even thinking about how he's still in the cage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's freaking out. He's running on the wheel. Yep. 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 It's very convenient that his instincts told him to go back into the cage and run on the wheel and not, like, run in any into a, direction. Into a bale or outside. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, um, uh, this kind of also ties into the whole, like, they need to fight their animal instincts when they're transformed. Yeah. Um, Rachel mentions that she felt like there was, like, two minds, hers and, and the cat's. Mm-hmm. And then she gets a little fresher from Marco. <laughs> There was there was a weird tone to how she said she wanted to sink her. She well, yeah, and then she like grabs him on his shoulders, gets real close to his ear and neck, and like it says it to it into his ear, like it's very like yeah. flirty. I wanted to sink my teeth into your furry little rat neck. Yeah, and then like I think he says like that's what all the girls tell that's me or something. The, that's what all the ladies say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, there's they haven't. She barely. She doesn't really know Tobias. You know, she's just. Uh, no, no. Know. I mean, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with her floating with other people. It's just, yeah. It's it's a, <laughs> it is it is interesting. It is an interesting dynamic that she does seem very flirty. Although I think that that's a thing in the in the books. I think that Rachel is is kind of a like she's all things. Like she's she's confident, but she also likes being girly and uh and so so. So she, I think her being flirty is like a thing toward the beginning of the books, although she kind of, the war changes her. Um, so she's oh, yeah. more. I think this is also where they take a moment to remind us all about the two hour limit, right? Yep. They're like, yep, definitely. I think, I think that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of exposition here. Yeah. But like, we don't, you don't need to remind us over and over of the stuff of that stuff. Like. Like just, just you know, they don't need to. Yeah, they don't need to like say no. Really, once you've acquired the DNA, then you can morph into it as many times as you want, and only two hours. Don't forget two hours. Like I think that might be why this scene runs a little long. Yeah, I think so. It's just a little bit like. Yeah, and so they're like, "Well, everyone's had a chance changing. Let's get, let's go, guys." And like, and Rachel's like, "Hey, what about Tobias? You fucking assholes!" <laughs> and Jake's like, "Oh like, shit, sorry, Tobias, huh? Tobias?" <laughs> yeah, they basically turn around, and Tobias is gone. Uh huh. He. When I first saw this scene, I thought that Tobias had switched places with the Hawk. Yeah, I was, I was expecting something like that too. Yeah, but Jake is like, I forgot about Tobias. Hey, Tobias! Like, it's just like, oh wow, dude. <laughs> he didn't even like, he could have like hit it. Like, of course, yeah, Tobias. Like, no, he's like, oh, I totally forgot about him. <laughs> well, they, you know, there was there was some excitement there, and sure, and Tobias is a quiet guy. Often, he's the- like Callum from uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. What's his name, right? Callum. Yes. I, so. I don't know. Jordan knows what I'm talking about. Yes, because that's pretty much uh, who everyone says I am in the in yeah. Fire Emblem. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> They're like, what if he's working with the Yerks? He's going to turn us yeah. in. If he was going to turn us in, he would have turned us in. Like, it's true. I guess. <laughs> unless he just changed his mind. That's he true. he got freaked out. Like, it doesn't seem that. 
and then they like also and then they 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 think he's a controller or whatever and or at least working or he's going to yeah. go tell them something or anything like because you don't have to be a controller to, to basically uh, freak out and want to turn in like uh, alien technology or something to the wrong people if you right, didn't know right. that they were the wrong people. And then sure. we've got more exposition. What do you think he's where? Do you, where does he live? He said he doesn't have parents. He's kind of strange. You know, I, that reminds me, like, back when he said, oh, he just moved here, I was half expecting, because, like, he's bounced back and forth between living here and somewhere else. I yeah. was half expecting him to say, "Is like, I sit behind you in math for, like, the last three years. That's, you mean, he's just going to be Trini? With <laughs> <laughs> the new power in his movie? <laughs> that would pretty good, actually. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it wouldn't have been, because... Because Tobias gets the 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 thing is Tobias is the is always the new kid. So no, I, like, I know I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine with Lorraine. So it would have been kind of funny, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at uh, least or at least like the last week I've been behind you and yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah I yeah. the problem. I mean, the problem is that's kind of a that's a trope of the like quiet an overused trope of the quiet nerdy kid. And that likes the popular girl, and she thinks he's new, but actually they've had they've been in class together for yeah since kindergarten. Like it's kind of a I don't know. It would have it might have been funny, but it also I don't think it would have. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like I like Tobias as the perpetual new kid, um, but it's just it's just funny. It's just funny the way that they've got to they've got to th- they've got to throw all the exposition in here super awkwardly, um, and then. They call Jake Oh Great Leader, which kind of bugs me that they don't call him Fearless Leader because that's Oh Great Leader is a thing now. But they usually I mean call, like sorry they usually call him Marco usually calls him Fearless Leader in the book. Oh, in the book, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it it's it's just it's one of those like like why didn't they just say the catchphrase? So that's the plan for my Fearless Leader, huh? Just sit here in our butts. I never said I was your fearless leader. We sure act like it sometimes. Ninja Turtles, nineteen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, since when? Since when? I actually do like this moment though, like where he's like, since when did I become the leader? And they're like, well, yeah. I mean, Cassie's like, you just always were. You just are. Star. Or, yeah, I like. So I was just gonna say, I think they might, they might not use furious leader because there, there is that character called furious leader from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like no, that I'm is li- <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, there is a literal character that's always referred to and that has no other name except Fearless Leader. I, I highly doubt that a character from Rocky and Bullwinkle had anything to do with with uh, dialogue writing on the Animorphs TV show. No, I was just gonna say, like, someone in the media is like, don't you think, I think someone's going to be everything like, to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I, uh, just some random, some random TV show writers like, well, we can't, we can't use that because that's what they use the, uh, in this show all the time. People will get confused and like, are, are you sure? It's like, yes, I'm head writer on this. You have to do what I say. Oh, all right. They gotta get Elfangor's disc back. <laughs> and Tobias like runs off, like he was watching him, and he runs off. Now we've got a a kind of a sweet scene between uh, Rachel and her little sister. Um, which is yeah, I like of- this. Um, I will say that um, the whole like, oh, I'm I'm giving away my personal possessions to the people I love is like a huge flag for for depression and suicidal thoughts. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like, it. like 
It is it, very scary. It's yeah, it's a little, but it's it also like is it's appropriate because she's about to go fight a war. Yeah, <laughs> she just can't tell people. And it, it is just interesting, like, and she's doing I don't know it what for, to call it. And I mean, this like, is the thing that analog, this, I guess, was what I was supposed yeah. to say. Like, this is this is a thing. This is a thing that her little sister has wanted. Analog like, and all and that analogy, not anal is is is. Never mind. It's analogy <laughs> is what I'm looking for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Doesn't she say at some point though? Is like, what's wrong with it? She does it before she leaves. Right, because yeah, it's her. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of her. Because she has no clue what's going on. Yeah, she's the. Yeah, she's too young. She uh, she didn't go through suicide awareness class and health class yet as an eight year old. But oh. she knows something's wrong. I, I know she makes a little jokey quick of like what's wrong with it, but I think she still kind of knows something's up. But she doesn't like because she's like a kid. So I yeah. yeah I don't know. I think it's 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 not necessarily that she knows something's wrong. But she does notice that Rachel is acting weird, and so she's yeah. she's confused. It's just a it's a it's an interesting scene, like a legitimately like this she, is one of this is one of the stronger scenes in the episode. She hugged me for no reason. She's happy about it though. She gets a little smile. Oh, like, big sis. <laughs> and then Marco made melted cheese for his dad. I think it's supposed to be some kind of pasta thing. I gotta see noodles. Maybe it's baked spaghetti or something. Yeah. Ziti? Yeah. I I don't I don't know what it is, but it doesn't look particularly appetizing. It is a very yeah, I think it is I think it is like a like a pasta dish, but like yeah, it's I definitely it. it a pasta good to me, dish. honestly. <laughs> I, I make baked spaghetti all the time at home. When I'm just like I don't know what else to make. I just like cook up some noodles, put some tomato sauce and build some cheese on top of that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, when I make spaghetti, it doesn't look like that. <laughs> well, it does look a little flat and stuff. But it like, looks very, very flat. But uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I just think it, it's yeah. And then uh, yeah, Marco says that they're he's going on a scavenger hunt, and his well, dad. Yeah, Jake. Jake shows up to to get to pick him up and stuff like that, and that's and Marco has to give an excuse like why he's getting up to go somewhere. And uh, and and his dad's like, "Well, the original invasion of the body snatchers is on tonight." Uh, <laughs> they they had to make that callback. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I don't think they do that very much in the ser- in the book series, though, do they? Like they sometimes make like like the right like just meta 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 wise, they don't make jokes about like. The body snatchers, or or uh, or other like alien invasion, secret invasion they, movies. What they do is, I mean, they they will say like, "Oh, I used to love that movie, but now it seems a little too close to home," uh, mm. or something like that. Like it's not, it's not uh, other people. But also, this is this is one of those things that like you can tell old people are writing the yeah. are writing it because he wants him to program the VCR. Once we yeah. to program the VCR. Now, I like how Marco calls him out on that's it. That's very 90s. Like, I don't know. I thought so it was an right. engineer. It's it's very early 90s. By the year 2000, VCRs were not difficult to program. And you yeah. didn't I don't even think you you didn't really program them. You just 
hit record. Yeah. He's, he's an old guy. I don't know. But I, I gotta say, I like this scene in general. I think it's a very sweet scene. Like, I like when Marco goes to fix his hair and he's like, don't worry about it. You're beautiful. Like, you can tell that yeah. they like, they love each other, but it's also like his dad's like going through shit. Like, it, it, it says a lot without saying as much as the uh-huh. earlier scene. Yeah, 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 no, it's it's a it's an okay it's an okay scene. I just yeah, uh the I thought program the VCR is kind of dumb. Yeah, it was it was kind of a little silly kind of thing. <laughs> but uh especially cuz like I, I well, think I guess it, it might an, Yeah, it I mean like maybe a, it was just just so he could call him out by saying he's an engineer. Yeah. They could have done that, but I don't know. But the, yeah, the scene in general though, like uh their interaction, uh you know, the way his dad you know, talks back and forth and, and and him to him, you know, is actually like really nice. It does kind of really put up like the kind of dynamic, you know, like the social dynamic without after saying a lot. Yeah. Okay. I liked it. I like, I like, yeah, I like the, dads. The is, yeah. Good dad scene. scenes. <laughs> okay. Now we're done with the touchy feely stuff. And we cut to the, onto the action. We cut to the, the construction <laughs> site where there's a giant hork footprint. <laughs> See, and I have to say something about this. Like, at one on one hand, I'm glad that they put, you know, the effort to actually make some kind of, like, footprint kind of weird indentation kind of thing. So it actually looks like some kind of, like, clawed foot kind of thing. But at the same time, uh, Chapman just sounds like a big jerk. <laughs> like, yell, yelling them about it. Because, like, one, they have, they have like, they have the, uh, the place, seg- like, uh, sectioned off. So... So, you know, it's not like if someone was coming in there, they wouldn't notice. I mean, supposedly. But, or, or, or it's just, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, you know how, like, sometimes, like, maybe at work you're doing a bunch of stuff and you just take a moment to catch your breath before doing the next thing and your boss comes in and, and immediately points to the one thing you were just about to do and say, yeah. hey, how come this isn't done? And you're like, ah. Like, it just felt like something like that. Well, I mean, Chapman is kind of middle management for the years. Yeah. So it totally makes sense. Also, like, I'm sorry, but a hork footprint is not going to end up on the evening news. Somebody yeah. is going to be like, I that was the other thing. Like, it's not very <laughs> noticeable. It's, it's a weird thing in the ground. I don't think anyone's going to immediately say, Oh, that must be from an alien except tabloids. Yeah. I mean, if, if the tabloids even like, <laughs> you'd really have to be, it'd really be a stretch. Yeah. Um, but uh but yeah i i th- i think it, like you said like uh chapman's middle man- management and i think that's really just what that uh, this whole scene is is that him basically just flexing his his management abilities and just mm. being being a, just basically being a jerk because he's in a bad mood and they're lower on the totem pole yep yep Visser 3's on his on him for not for not catching the andalite <laughs> bandits so uh and I like bandits, because they would be bandits and not just like, you know, the enemies in a war, but whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know. They call them Andalite bandits is what they always how they always refer to them in the books. No, no I'm just I'm just I'm ripping on them, not you. Yeah. <laughs> and Rachel morphs into a cat and meows a bunch. And, and they're like, uh, You're, you look too clean to be a stray cat. And then they just start throwing dirt at her. Cassie throws dirt on her, and then Marco like licks his hand and goes, and she's like, what the fuck, Marco? Back the fuck off. <laughs> he's like, yo, I'm just trying to help. She's like, yeah, okay, whatever, buddy, and then like runs off. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, as we said before, uh, 
she uh, Rachel runs up as a cat and nobody notices. And it really kind of is, is very obvious, like glaringly obvious that the that they're just ignoring it because these people are digging in the ground. They are looking down at their feet, and she does go by their feet. So it's just. It's just weird that it, it, they con- it's a contrivance they did for this episode. I mean, like, it's a cat, but at the same time, adolescent morph. So it's like, yeah, hey, I guess I guess this one time it was just like, that's ah, just a cat. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, if this was the if this was the real Yerks in the, that are really taking over the world, then they would just they would just they would murder the all of the small woodland creatures that happen to happen to be in the construction site. Meanwhile, yeah. they basically just treat it like uh, the guards in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> huh? It's just a box. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, uh, sort of, sort of um, something that, that I noticed with this episode, and I don't know if it continues throughout the TV series, like in the, in the books, if they've got a plan, they always, they morph into something in order to fit, that fits with the plan. Like, like they're like, okay, we need to, we need to go someplace that can survive, and we need to survive a nuclear bomb. Let's all turn into cockroaches, or you know, we gotta sneak in underneath the floorboards. Let's be ants, or or you know, we Except need to never do ants again. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, that yeah, and or or we need to you know whatever like like they they're like come up with a strategy and then get the animals that yeah. fit. With this, it was like they arbitrarily each acquired one animal, and they're and so they're using those. It's it's just really convenient that those happen to be the three animals that they need for this job. Like it's kind of a kind of a weird storytelling. I mean, I guess it. I guess the rat a, didn't come up. Yeah, right, right. But but the but the dog and the the dog and the cat and the horse all come up here momentarily. So like it's like and I the guess hawk it's just comes a, up it's too, a, just for the fun of it. It just it's just another thing that's like this is a twenty two minute episode. We don't have time. We don't have time for all this bullshit. Like it could also be that like they're still new to this. Like they haven't gotten to the point where like when they're doing things they make specific plans. Yeah, it just seems like uh it seems like the uh the, the cat as a reconnaissance thing is like there are a lot of animals that would be better than that. Like the rat, for instance. Like yes, yeah. yes, like the rat. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the cat can see better, maybe, and you're actually well, not for not based on what we see from this point of view <laughs> shot we get, where it's like fisheye lens of like a distortion and like like yeah, but the black is the black and white sight thing. Again, I'm not sure if that's been debunked or not, but like that is a thing that they thought back then, so that's fine. But like cats are predators; they have good eyesight, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Also, like they can see particularly well in the dark. I think, but which is probably why they use it as a scout, as the eyesight and the, and the night vision. I, but I mean, I, I guess it's just it, a, it's just a, it's kind of a, it's a, it's, it's got. I, I think it's got to do. The biggest thing is it's got to do with the time limit of the of the episode. They're trying to condense things, and the cat doesn't look super good at seeing you. Partly because I think too is because they have to work with actual animals, like. Mm-hmm. They can only train the animals to do so much, especially a cat. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so Marco, so they they've got a, some kind of plan that's got something to do with paint. And Marco, Marco has dis- his distracts box. them with a boombox and flares. Which did they record the I, Adelaide ship? <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I'm wondering, like, if they just got, like, some weird sound effect tape and thought that it was close enough. It probably is the exact same sound, though, because it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that was kind of weird. Yeah, and, and it does, it's, uh, apparently it's got, his boombox has really good speakers. Yeah. It sounds like a ship <laughs> landing and not yeah. just a boombox playing a sound. Like, I would have been wondering, like, if they came over and they just saw the flares on the ground, like, why they were wondering, like, why they didn't wonder something weird was going on. Yeah. Like, do anti ships just drop flares on the ground whenever <laughs> they're flying over? Yeah, what was the deal with the flares? That's true. What was the deal with the flares on the ground? Because, <laughs> um, yeah, he drops some flares on the ground and then runs off. And then and then Cassie, I, apparently they've painted her lower half blue because... Uh, and she's like behind a train car. She's behind a train Which car. Kids, don't do that at home. It's very dangerous. Yeah, don't paint horses blue. Don't do that. Many horses get painted blue in this season or in this series because <laughs> that's basically how they show Andalites. It's dangerous, though. I don't know if they have a better way of doing it or something, but that's how that's how a tiger died on set with the Beastmaster movie. I think <laughs> they kept it's painting tiger black. It's yeah. Well, it's because you can't paint. My understanding of it is like you can't paint the whole animal. Like you, have, you part of it has to not be painted or something Got like you. that. Like it's it's your pores need to breathe. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if if your entire if your if your entire skin is covered with uh, a layer of something like paint, it can suffocate you. Okay. Like it, could, it, it could it could it could cause basically a, a to- like a toxic. I know. Uh, I mean, I've I've used that before. Shock. We're like a. a this this guy who who wanted in my one of my D and D campaigns was playing a dragonborn wanted to sneak in pretending to be a gold dragonborn and ask to his friends to paint him gold entirely. And I'm like, sure, you can do that. I mean, he paints himself entirely gold, and I'm like, how? Uh, it's been a couple of minutes. Roll a constitution save. <laughs> you die. Yeah, like, like, he didn't die, but he knocks. He got knocked the fuck out. And then the the magic user was like prestidigitation. It was fine, but yeah. <laughs> I, I let I let them try it. They just like <laughs> they got consequences. So so don't paint your whole body. Uh, oh, please add the sound effect of uh, the more you know here, Greg. <laughs> uh, I was actually going to make a deeper pool and remind people that in the Get Smart episode, one of the one of the villains killed people that way, like completely painted <laughs> them com- <laughs> like uh, from head to toe in a color and that, and they, and they would die. First, so, like, first Rocky and Bullwinkle and now get smart. Are you like 80? Hey, I grew up watching, uh, uh, Nick at night a lot and get smart <laughs> was a great show. Okay. Which it was, was written by show? Mel Brooks. Get smart. I, yeah. I did. I had a roommate that. buy the entirety of get smart on DVD. Yeah. And then he watched a few apps and was like, I'm taking this back. <laughs> he didn't like it. I thought <laughs> it's good. I mean, like there was, there was. Uh, I think some of the later episodes, especially, there was some like some some kind of there was some a lot of charm and and fun stuff to it. But but that's just me. I I'm sure it's I'm sure it's good because good shows are good. But uh, that's <laughs> it's just it's just kind of obscure. Really, I didn't think it's smart was that obscure. Huh. It's not super obscure, but like it is. Like Kendall said, it's like. But I mean, a lot of those shows played on TV. Like in like the in like even on the off hours when we were kids, so I get you. Yeah, I mean, but see, the thing is, we're kind of old, <laughs> and so if you're like actively referencing something that was on Nick at Night that isn't I Love Lucy, like 
Hey, it didn't show I Love Lucy that much. They also showed like the Donna Reed show and My Three Sons. Uh, I think they, they, they didn't show Leave It to Beaver that much, though, I don't think. I watched Perry Mason a lot in high school. <laughs> you know what? Nick at Night now shows like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air on it. That's pretty Nick sick. At, Nick at Night probably shows The Office now. <laughs> Remember these old classics? Yeah, it shows Nick at Night shows the early seasons of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> uh, something to be I wanted fair, to though, Big Bang that. did start in 1929. So, you know what? The, you guys aren't going to have another episode of Technodrome Tales for a while. So, so I mentioned this here. You guys mentioned that um, Chuck Lorre wrote the theme song for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on one of your Technodrome Tales thing. Okay, and he's the same guy. Yeah, he's the same guy who uh, created uh, Big Bang Theory, and and before that. Two and a half men. Yeah, men, and he's 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 there, done a lot well, of. You know how Charlie made his money to get that nice house and everything was he wrote jingles for cartoon shows and he says yeah. in the show that he says in the show that he made the Ninja Turtles theme uh, and like I think he like alludes to it to like the kid and the kid's like I've never heard of that that's a joke <laughs> uh, funny but like Chuck is literally just Chuck Laurie standing like he's he's just writing himself to be cool in a show and it's really funny. Anywho, <laughs> who's who's Chuck? The Charlie Sheen character. Oh, okay. He's called Charlie in the show, but Chuck Lorre is Chuck's short for Charlie. Oh, okay. I well, yeah. I never watched Two and a Half Men, so it's not a very good show. Well, <laughs> I just, I just, I caught a few episodes here and there from my parents watching it. Honestly, the the theme song to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not like remarkable either. But I love it myself, but. I mean, it's, they it's the world's most fearsome fighting team. It's good because of context, but and because of nostalgia, but like in a vacuum. Yeah, it's pretty good. Look, it I, tells I, you the whole show pretty well, and it's rocking. I I am not the the one to uh, ask. And the about animation kicks ass. About like about what is good or not good TV themes. I've literally spent money on like those TV tunes CDs that basically are just like here's all the theme songs that of the TV lineup from the 19 uh like 70s and the 1980s and blah 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 so like listening to theme songs is just something that is that I do stupidly so I have no fra- I have I have no <laughs> I'm just saying I have no frame of reference of like what what would constitute as good or bad or there this is kind of also why like I also know a lot of the uh uh, theme songs just just uh, off the top of my head because I listen to those CDs a lot. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, uh, yeah. Also, it's okay that we're on a little bit of a tangent. We're barely over an hour, and and we're basically. <laughs> oh, done with the really? We're almost okay. done. Wow, crazy. Yeah. So, so enjoy uh, our tangent, which I don't even know what how it started. <laughs> I think we started arguing about get smart. And no, we did about painting people. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and Chapman does yell Andalite uh, when he sees Cassie as a horse, which is a good. I don't know. I think so. So I know that I like we're complaining about. I'm, I'm complaining about some of the exposition in this, but like I really like it when people say things out loud that don't make any that like you normally only see written. So like anytime <laughs> people say Andalite and they're like in universe. In this show, it's just, I like it. It makes you happy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I mentioned the last time my favorite joke from one of the books was when some when someone was trying to capture like catch uh, 
someone off guard to see if they knew what what was going on and they said like andalite like they shouted andalite and the person's like yeah some light went around here would be good too and just like left (laughs) (laughs) i get you so i got i got so this is what we talked about too like we see cassie coming out and or did i did i cut ahead uh i think you kind of went ahead uh Cassie or Rachel and Rachel and Jake run into a tube. Rachel <laughs> yeah, meows eight more times. I I like how like Rachel's like no not that way it's you know that's the wrong way as as Homer he he heads straight for the tube and it looks like exactly like only the same, has one end on it. Well, it looks exactly like the same tube that they were hiding in from last episode. It probably is. Yeah. So I guess well I mean he is a dog now running around so I guess he doesn't. He doesn't recognize it. Yeah, I mean, well, and also he may be, it may be that he's fighting the animal instincts. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're clearly bad at this in this episode. (laughs) And then he uh, gets a, like a part of a pallet to throw over the other end of the tube and like sits on it so they they can't escape. Mm -hmm. And then Tobias shows up. (laughs) Yeah. Chapman mutters about gaining a promotion. Because as middle management, that's his only dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, look, that's where I'm at in my career as well. <laughs> Kendall is Chapman. <laughs> A little closer, closer than you would expect. And yeah, there. So there, Cassie changes back and hides while people run by. And we talked about like, oh, shouldn't she have the paint on her? But then Ken brings up a good point where like the horse doesn't have clothes on it, so. Fair. <laughs> it's like, clo- yeah, she morphed the clothes. The uh, the paint is actually in zero space right now. Makes sense to me. Okay. And they lost them, and uh, they morphed they all back. Beat back Jake's, up in the woods. Got the, Jake's got the disc in his mouth. Um, still, Yeah, still after he morphs, too, which I think is cute. <laughs> then a hawk comes out of nowhere. And they're like, whoa, hawk, you saved us. And it's Tobias. I'm like, oh, it's just Tobias. <laughs> like, we Not thought you were a controller. Happened. Oh, Did wait. you say that? I think they actually like mentioned they, that they were worried that he was t- going to turn them in. Yeah. Uh, and we and we figured you were just scared or something like that. And that's also where he says like he was scared he would like it too much. There's this shot here where it's like Tobias turning back from a hawk that looks like a frowny human face on a hawk <laughs> that needs to be our like that needs to be our screen cap. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah. They they ask why Tobias they ask Tobias why he didn't tell him that he acquired the hawk and he says I was I was scared I'd like it too much. Aww. I like how Rachel back. And also up Jake too. says like thanks and then he's like you do the same for me right? Which I mean <laughs> and, and then so. no one says okay. anything. Well, he nods. <laughs> he nods it back at Tobias. So. And uh, and Cassie uh, here she's low key trying to get into Jake's pants. She's like, ooh, we could put the disc in your computer. Trying to get into Jake's bedroom. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, like, I don't Mar- remember that. Marco, that thinks it's a, Marco thinks it's a very small razor or something. It does look like a little pizza cutter. Yeah, it's a thing. pizza cutter. That's 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 it. Like they 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 sharpened up or like they they put a lot of stuff around the handle. But the actual little spinning disc on top looks like a. Something from like a pizza cutter. It looks like a mini desk. Yeah, not a CD, but that's weird. They gotta put it in their GameCube. 
Yeah, yeah, they kind of put it in the game. Or I mean, or maybe it's well, I guess it could be like a li- one of those like little CDs that those were actually yeah. very popular at the time. Like it's yeah. a, it's a CD, but it's smaller or weird shape or whatever. I have a little mini CD that has some Team Rocket songs on it <laughs> in their in original Japanese. It's really great. It's pretty radical. You you should you should hear Japanese James like uh, singing. It is absolutely. Team Rocket stuff I've been like, retweeting the last like day or so. I saw the one with the M- Mimikyu trying to get... Oh, that was so nice. cute. Yeah, it was adorable. Mimikyu being uh, Wobbuffet. And also, yeah. did you see the one with like, uh, Jesse and James older with like a, with, like, a kid with like pink hair? Oh, no, I haven't seen it's, that. It's their kid with Meowth, and uh, it's really adorable. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's so, my timeline. You should be able to find so, it. Uh, so the episode ends by they all got to go do their homework. Get ready for school tomorrow. They've got tests and stuff to worry about. Um, and then Jake kind of has a little smile, but then he kind of also gets a little glum because they're still fighting a war and yeah. follows his friends. Yep. And that's the end. So he, yeah. has a little, he has a little, my name is Jake, but I guess it doesn't matter anymore mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of reviewed it as we were going, but this episode was not as exciting as the first episode. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it seems like they spent despite more happening, arguably. Yeah, at least in the later half of it, it was just I don't know the the scene the scene where they all where they all were slowly morphing and stuff just like took a long time. <laughs> totally, totally. Spice. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it felt very long because yeah, those, those transformations like they take a while and yeah, it's just. Wasn't the best television, but um. yeah, I mean, again, again, I think it it works better as watching watch the first one and then the second one in one thing, like as one piece. I think it, it works mm-hmm. better, but it's just like I was very, very excited by all of the low budget special effects in the first in the first episode, and and this one did not have any of that. Mm-hmm. It was just all human controllers. And not even, yeah, just uh, and animals and the wrong kind of hawk. You call it. That's what this episode should be called: the wrong kind of hawk. Yeah. Kind of sums up the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Jordan, did we have questions? Uh, we have questions in a news post. If you want to take a quick break to get that set up, or yeah, yeah, let's actually take maybe, a- maybe let's. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it would be a good idea to take a break because. Uh, I could get the uh, images for us so we can pick out like w- some stuff to talk about while we're doing that. Okay, cool. We'll take a break. We'll see you in a second. <laughs> Keep morphing. we
Time to be a Cubs Day, BCs. Hope you all remember to wear proper eye protection when viewing this miraculous event. And of course, always wear ear protection to prevent yurks from entering your head and controlling your brain. And of course, whether you're a human, andalite, taxon, chi, android, yurk, or even a morphed animal, you should choose use. You should always use protection when getting amorous. Wink with others. Anyways, now that I've protected you from ignorance about safe sex, it's time for me to protect you all from your ignorance of Transformers current events with a nice healthy dose of vitamin news. First off, we have some more beastly last night concert art. Let's start with these images of some baby Dinobots. I, I love these little pictures of the Dinobots, by the way. We'll have to try and remember to do a post to put them to put them in so people can take when, a look. When me, when me and Ken did the news post and I uploaded it, I made sure to put the, the pictures in a okay. case of us. Okay. So, <laughs> let's see if Greg does it when he uploads. Uh, yeah, they're pretty cute. They basically, like, they basically look like they did in the movie. Yeah, I, I I'm surprised that the the concept from the concept art to what they were in the movie didn't change that much. Although yeah, I will admit I did not see I did not see uh, I don't remember seeing a Spinosaurus one very well. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know the specifics, but they look I mean they have the same aesthetic that they had. Yeah, in the movie. right. These little sure are cute in an adorably ugly way. Maybe in the next movie we'll get some eggsy teen Dinobots. In addition, we also have some more concept. Images of movie primal. Clicking on that link now. <laughs> it's is primal it's a, in the movie. No, they were th- they. Uh, there was I. They had him do some concept art, like they were planning on maybe having a like. Since they keep talking about, since the whole series talked about like the secret history of Transformers, they might have just would have done like an uh, aside that like oh millions of years ago there was a giant robot ape, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it. I guess it never manifested. If we would, there might be a chance that if the when the movie comes out, there will be some like bonus features that has them. That'd be pretty sweet. Maybe maybe TF six will have a flashback to uh to Beast Wars times. That would be kind of cool. Possible. It's possible. Um, I'm still very enamored with this design. I certainly wouldn't mind seeing it show up in the next movie. Maybe holding on some giant chuck on his hands that he destructs people. Because a little allusion to our last episode. I like that. Speaking of Primal, up next week, have another new third move party. Yeah, let me start with that one again. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Primal, up next week, have it. One more time. Speaking of Primal, up next week, have another new third party announcement from Perfect Effect. This time, they're taking the mold of King Gojira, the version of Pri- Optimo- Optimus, and releasing it as Gorira Prime. Their take on Primal Prime. I did not and realize that there was a called called Primal Prime before. So it's pretty much a recolor, and it's red and es- blue. Essentially, I think the news post goes a little bit more into it. Well, we'll read that in just a moment here. But just based on my on the on my cursory glance, it looks like you know Optimus, optimal Optimus, but but red and blue. It's a little bit kind of like the color scheme. It's color scheme. It looks nice. Yeah, mm. like I was gonna say, like it, like I really looks compared to. Uh, the other one, there's something about this that I kind of really like. I don't know, like different from the other one. Like the other one, I I was like was cool in there, but there's just something about this that's like, wow, I like this a little bit more. Rumble mm-hmm. Prime is an older expanded universe sort of character whose toy was released in a limited quantity, ten thousand pieces, making him somewhat pricey collector's item. Ironically, that makes the expensive 
third-party take on the character, the more affordable option. In addition to it, featuring Primal Prime's signature G1 Prime-inspired color scheme, this version of the mold also features a new fully face-masked head sculpt based on the character's appearance in the old 3H comics. The mold definitely looks good in these colors, but as with King Gorilla, this one is way out of my price range. Aw, oh, sorry, and Casey. This little crossed-out X-Eyes. I like that. <laughs> Last okay. but not least... Oh. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, so the head's definitely different. That's that maybe. That's I did notice that too. That it kind of it's got a it's got a face mask, which yeah, uh, it's, Optimus it's, ten doesn't typically have a face mask. Yeah, it's more old old uh, Optimus Prime kind of looking mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, Optimus Primal or Optimal Optimus. Variety of tiers and options available depending on what you choose to pay. Oh wait, did I, oh, wait, you I, skipped, I, I, I skipped I, a bit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Primal Prime. Oh, wait, I did that part too. Last but not least, IDW and Humble Bundle are teaming up once again to help our charities by putting out a Transformers versus G1 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 GI Joe's comics bundle. <laughs> a variety of tiers and options depending on what you choose to pay for this bundle. This is IDW's biggest and most extensive Humble Bundle yet. I'm not personally into GI Joe stuff, but I think I'll take this opportunity to check out their IDW adventures and see if they draw me in at all. And of course. There's more Transformers content in there than you can shake a stick at Dinobot tied a rock to at. <laughs> it's a hard sentence. Assuming this episode releases on Saturday as usual, all those listening, we will have until Wednesday to pick up this heaping helping of comics. There's definitely some top-tier content packed in there worth picking up. Before we wrap things up, I did want to make slight addendum to some show-related news I shared last time. While the G1 cast is doing the majority of the voices for the Machinum, Machinima TR series, there's an important and very relevant addition to that cast. Now, in the G1 cartoon, Fortress Maximus is a giant headmaster, whose head is a normal-sized transformer named Cerebros. Cerebros also has a headmaster in the form of Spike Witwicky. That's, that's, I heard you like headmasters, so I put a headmaster on your headmaster. Yeah. <laughs> in the Titan Return release of the Titan class... Fortress Maximus Cerebro's head is called a emissary, emissary as a sort of generalizing of his headmaster, since it varies between continuities and timelines and whatnot. Of course, none of that is what's important. What really matters is who they got to voice emissary. Can you guess who it is for the following battleground? See ya! <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was good. Thank you. I practiced a lot <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Jason David Frank, Tommy Oliver himself, will be the voice behind Emissary in the Machinima Titans Return cartoon. Now, don't get me wrong, it'll probably still suck, but I'll admit this made me care about it more than I did previously. Maybe this means Fort Max is a socially awkward fan of Chrono Trigger. Maybe that's why he's always in, in uh, city form. So uh, he can uh, just... Yeah, play Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I, I do like that, that that joke there. And um, here, I'm not... I love Jason David Frank, but he's not the best actor. And voice <laughs> acting is like is like a whole different art on its own. So we'll see. But hey, I was gonna say maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised that when he doesn't have to actually, when he just has to use his voice, it's possible. Maybe he'll rock it. I mean, maybe he's been egged on by his friend John Young Bosch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, is he? Yes. Hmm? Has he done voice acting? I. Oh, he has no. done acting outside of Power Rangers, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he's on voice acting. I could be wrong. Hey, Kendall, why don't you be a deer and look it up on ID, IMDb? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in it. He was. He has not done a lot. Aw. Yeah, most of the stuff he's done is Power Rangers. He had a, he had a, he had a on like a, on like some kind of um, soap opera show, he had like a sex scene with another Power Ranger, but like from a different series. 
I remember I saw that on YouTube and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> like, it wasn't, like, explicit, but, you know. All right. Yeah. All I, right, I, that's... Oh, I, sorry. Look, yeah, it doesn't look like he's on much stuff. He was on Undressed. Mm. That's interesting. That's actually really interesting that he was on Undressed. That was that was an MTV... That That's probably the soap opera you were talking about, because it was an MTV soap opera that was on at 11 o'clock at night. And probably had, it, yeah. had lots of... Uh, lots of sex scenes in it. But it sounds like, like it, basic yeah. cable sex scenes. <laughs> of course, of course. All right, that's all the news I have for this week, but I do have one important question for you. One of you is a controller. Which one is it? Who among you is a normal human and who is under the thrall of a small green slug-like thing from beyond the stars? Also, assuming he's woken up from his news post-nap, would Kendall buy a theoretical masterpiece toy of Transmetal 2 Cheetor? Takara made one despite his dislike of high-quality toys. If... It came of a show accurate giant piece of chalk and chalkboard accessory. <laughs> that's a pretty good question. What do you think? Well, that's a second one first, Kendall. What do you think? Um. So so. Uh. First of all, I want to say epi- season three, episode sixteen uh, of Undressed. Jason David Frank as Carl is the only credited person on the show. On that episode on IMDb. I've never seen this before. Where there's an episode <laughs> of a show that you only have one actor as credited in the entire episode. We need, we need to hook up Teens of Dude with that information. That this thing exists. So they can, they can do a bonus episode on it. I'll let Mike know. He's, he's in charge of the bonus episode. So I'll tell him that. Or we can just go rogue and do a bonus episode <laughs> of our own. We could I, do that. That's I possible. I found it. He's going to be in a Transformers show. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's you know. Let's do. It. I'm still gonna mention the mic because maybe we could have Mike on as a guest or something. But <laughs> actually, <laughs> you know what? No, I take I take it back. I don't want to do a podcast episode on undressed. <laughs> I'm afraid yeah, I, I would say something say, embarrassing. We, I was gonna say we could put it in the garbage dump. <laughs> well, I'll mention the mic. See what see what Mike thinks. Um, anyway, um, anyway, uh, what were, what was the question? Which one of us giant is a piece is of a chalk? Uh, oh yeah, that, that one, that one. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Toy would, 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 would you would you get transmetal? Yeah, if you, if you had an accessory of a giant piece of chalk on the chalkboard, um, too. Uh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, no. I've actually been enamored with that chalkboard and chalk. I've actually been pretty. I've actually been pretty, uh, pretty like wanting to buy an expensive figure. So yeah, if there was a Cheetor that had a giant piece of chalk, I'd be on board. Nice, nice. Oh, great. So, which one of us is the controller? I think um, it's Jordan. If I was, he, then you'd I'm, never I'm, suspect I'm, Jordan. Yeah, but he's also the most. La- it would be the most laziest controller because he'd just be doing what I'm doing now, and when really, actually you're sent to spy on us on audioentropy.com because <laughs> it's very crucial in, in yeah, the invasion I mean, of Earth. That's that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, like the the thing is, like, did another podcast. Nothing else is going on. Uh, Send more condro condo. What's what's the name of the condo rays? Condrona rays. Condrona rays. Send send Candrona rays. Oh, like you don't know what it's called, Yerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I honestly forgot oh, how, yeah, how, sure. how to pronounce it. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> Fucking Yerk. <laughs> I, okay, if I'll I'm definitely not a controller. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> I think, the only, I think I'm the only normal one here. <laughs> That's what you so, think. Did, did you get to Molly too? Did you did you learn with with promises of mind control? <laughs> Sorry, Molly. 
So, so I was, what, was there another part of the question? Was there um, that was pretty much like which one of us would be, yeah, human, which one of us would be controller. And then the second question was uh, about uh, the toy which okay. I asked first. Because cool. So questions now. Yes. So we have a couple of questions. Uh, so we got something. We got a question from something to do. Who's uh, at something to do at uh, N? Is it NM? No, NW. I believe that's Ryan, if I remember correctly. That's that's the his Twitter handle. Born? I think no, so. no, no, that's Cam. Never mind. What's what's his one? At something to do and NM. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, they they asked us. They've asked us questions before. Uh, they ask us. Uh, do you think it's possible that Yerks could take over the mind of a Predacon or Maximal? Uh, also, have you guys heard? Of the at Morph Club cast podcast, it's damn, it's darn good. Did you just ask if they could take over Predacon and Maximal? Because I think we answered that on the last. I think, I think the last time we actually got into that, but I don't think it was someone asked us specifically. I think we kind of just got into a tangent about it. Well, and I think I, someone asked us if Transformers could be taken over, and then we went oh. to the Beast Machines, the Beasties, because like, yeah, they can. They're organic, so they they could be. I think that was our answer. I, yeah. I, I don't want. I mean, I don't mean to disparage your question asker. Like, I don't expect you to oh, yeah. We have, but I'm saying we have answered it. And our conclusion was that the 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 predicates and maximals could be because of their yeah. organic half. And I think I've heard of the morph club thing before, but uh, oh, I, I mentioned that too. I was part of it. Oh, they okay. There we go. As a kid, I had like bookmarks, and I got no, I, no, I got no, a no. Book every I think, no, no. They have morph club cast. The podcast. It's, oh, never pod- mind. I thought you meant like the. I thought you meant like the fan not, club as a kid. I, yeah, I, not, not, I not, To be fair, I listened to a lot of podcasts in the year two thousand. Um, I was. <laughs> I have not checked out this more club podcast. That that sounds sounds like it probably be pretty cool to check out. I got a lot of podcasts I listen to, but if I ever feel like going to an Animars podcast, I'll I'll definitely keep it on my radar. I have a I have a list of podcasts that I I'm definitely possibly going to look into after like i'm caught up on some things uh outside of like a couple of things done by friends and and audio entropy of course and some of the uh basically the um wait with transformers and and audio entropy are we different from your friends jordan i i have well for for uh uh sorting reasons on my on my iphone yeah i have (laughs) us it's all audio entropy stuff and all friends stuff I, i see how it is because I because I, I don't I don't know what else to call all all the amateur podcasts done by friends are so I, so I put I put the That's audio cool. entropy stuff and the the like the welcome to night villain stuff that those are all a separate thing. Em- Emily, it's, it's because it's because Emily, it's we're because you're much more professional. The professional, yes, yeah, I was getting there. <laughs> I had to, to give you put you under the professional envelope. I am not professional, but thank you. Um, Greg, <laughs> when I'm being all sad there, put Charlie Brown music over that. <laughs> oh, that reminds me to have to also remember to plug the Arrested Development thing. Um, yeah, but, I was listening to The Turnaround, which is a podcast right that Jesse <laughs> this summer about interviewing. And uh, it, yeah, that's what podcast I've been listening to. What's the next question? All right. The next question we got from Gwen at uh, Witsuaru. Hi, Gwen. Witsuaru. Uh, are transmetal animorphs a thing? I know they made uh, animorph toys, but I don't think they ever actually went f- further enough to make a transmetal toy. I think they made a combiner, actually. I think Trans- it, if you look in the, I know in the TF wiki they mention a lot about the toys, and I 
was pretty and i remember looking at it at one point and seeing that there was like some kind of weird uh combining toy or basically some of the alien species as as opposed to just the kids turning into animals that were like they had molds for but i don't know if they were actually released so the answer is no (laughs) because yes that would completely defeat the purpose of of animorphs yeah or maybe not completely but unless it was unless it was the chi yeah i was gonna say if there was a chi android well i mean i think they copied dna so that's part of the dna the CNA, and, and the CNA. They'd have, to, they'd have to be able to copy CNA, and I'm not sure if they can do that. Cybertronian nucleic acids. Uh, well, I mean, do the Cybertronians don't exist in in uh, in in that. But if they did, I think they could. I think that they they probably could have uh, acquired biomechanical things because they because Visor Three has all kinds of crazy monster aliens that he acquires. So it's not like it's not like it has to be I mean I guess they can't turn into plants but like there's it's got to be a pretty wide variety of things that they can acquire. So assumedly like a silicone based life form or a or a a biomechanical life form they'd be able to acquire. That's like my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they. I think I said kind of my my thing on that. So, next question. Okay. All right. So uh, the answer is C. Ideas girl at what is cosplay asked us uh, if you were an animorph, which animal would be your signature uh, morph? I think we actually got into that last time too. I think someone asked a similar question, and we got into like what animal we would like to we would morph into the most. Yeah, I think it's, well, no, no, what we said was what, what, what we'll would we be over stuck again, in? I think it was what oh, we were stuck yeah, in. Oh, yeah, we were, had to be stuck. Not like our favorite one, the morph, like, like okay, so like battle, we, we can do it because there's flight forms, battle forms, and aquatic forms. They definitely have like favorites in those categories. Mm-hmm. So like um, my my go-to battle form would, would probably be tiger, I think, because tigers That's are cool. cool. Not Maybe lion, I like lions a lot. Yeah, well, my, I'm gonna my, go tiger. I'm gonna go tiger. My astrological sign's a Leo, so that would actually be kind of thematic. Mine's mine's a Taurus. So I could be a bull, but I don't really <laughs> want to be a bull. Um, I think I'd I be a gorilla, I, and I was gonna uh, say a moose might be also good too, because I mean, moose. Who would expect <laughs> just a giant moose? Yeah. So battle form would be gorilla. Flight form for me would be an owl, and Ooh, that, that's pretty cool. sick. And uh, and and for the aquatic, I didn't uh, do aquatic or flight yet, but I'll let you finish first. Uh, well, yeah, I'm gonna knock it all out so I can go back to my nap. Uh, Sorry, uh, killer whale would be my aquatic of choice. Would it be as aquatic? Because um, I mean, they are. Nah, I don't think it'd be very good for the kind of missions they do of aquatic. Okay, so it'd actually have to be like something like a like a seal, maybe. A seal might work. Yeah. See that? You just want to be a little furry animal, don't you, Jordan? I'd <laughs> be warm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so my, my my flight form would either be a osprey or like a peregrine falcon. Osprey to represent like my hometown because we have a lot of ospreys around here. Peregrine falcon because they're fast and speed is good. Um, I would have just gone raven. Raven, that's pretty cool. And um, for my. Thought speak uh, never more at everyone and freak them out. Jesus 
you could talk as a raven too. Um, for my um, aquatic form, I think I just go be boring and do dolphin because they're like they're fast, they're pretty strong. You know, they they. I mean, you know what? I might not do dolphin actually because of the whole like I could run in a breath thing. Yeah, I mean, I'd go with like a, maybe like a, a a hammerhead shark or a whale shark. Because a whale shark, I wouldn't have that bloodlust that a shark has. Huh. Jordan, did you say your flight form? I think a raven would probably be oh, best. Oh, raven, that's what you said. Because they're everywhere. Or at least people would get, get them confused with a crow. Okay, next question. All right, so then I got a couple of questions from Facebook from some of my friends. So uh, Jeremy Hoople, who uh, my friends just know as Hoople, we just call him Hoople, because that's a cool name. Uh, sure. Asked, well, it, it's a neat name. I like it. I said, sure. I, I was oh, I thought I thought you were. I thought you were. Sorry. Uh, couldn't all the Animorphs problems and catastrophes be more easily solved by regular kids who didn't try to shapeshift? No, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, like I think that's kind of one of the weirdest contrivances of the stories. Is that a lot of the stuff that happens actually does need someone who like has seems oddly able to be taken care of by shapeshifting. And I don't know if that's good story writing or bad story writing. I mean, it's good story writing, but also just like, okay, well, like a 14 year old kid against an adult versus a tiger against an adult. <laughs> I yeah. mean, which one has more of a chance? Like just, just base base, like superpowers are better than not superpowers is what I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure if they actually meant like, maybe they meant like uh, other people who could shape shift instead of kids. Or maybe, like, we could basically, if uh, enough people knew about the York invasion, could, like, uh, the government actually handle and try to root them out and stop it? Which I guess is, like, the other thing is, like, if maybe the kids brought enough proof to try and convince the right people, could they eventually bring it? Uh, like, I guess you could say, like, you know how, like, uh, in Marvel, there was Secret Invasion. Like, it took a while for people to actually believe that there were actual. Uh, scrolls but there was a point where people were like oh you know it was they couldn't deny that yes there are some scrolls you know and they actually had to do something about it so maybe he was thinking like could at some point could they actually just do that like instead of just trying to wage a secret war why not just why not just embrace change (laughs) fuck that um i mean like maybe the government knowing could do something but i think if adults knew about it you know like I don't know if you guys remember high school, how easy it was to arrange things with each other. Everyone had the same hours. Everyone had weekends off. It was very convenient. Nowadays, you try to set up like something to do with your friends, whether it be, you know, play Dungeons and Dragons or try to save the world as animals. It's pretty difficult to try and, you know, arrange schedules around that way. So I think kids actually do kind of have a little bit of an advantage there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to get people to play Red Dragon in. Yeah, like exactly. Like Jordan's trying to set up people to play a board game with him. It's tough stuff, right? Imagine trying to get them together to fucking risk their lives to save the world. <laughs> yep. Because it doesn't have to be a secret. Still, they could be like, guys, I totally want to help you take out the Yerk base, but my shift called me in night shift, so <laughs> sorry. Well, just don't go. I mean, I can't not have a job, guys. I gotta pay the bills. I gotta put food on the table. I mean, Tobias's equivalent would be like, I just, I'm a hawk, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, we can't always be hawks, Tobias. Jeez. <laughs> All right, question? so ready Rachel's for the last parents, question? Rachel's parents ready for the last pay her rent question. for her, so she 
<laughs> so, also, also from my friend uh, Andrew Tarnarski, uh tangential at best, but I th- thought it was weird that Tobias stayed a not. I'm going to say the term because I know what he means. Nothlet. Uh, after they were after they got in the morph cube, he had already acquired himself, and he could could have turned back, waited two hours, then he regained his ability to morph via the cube and reacquired the hawk. And I think that's something that happened later on in the book series, right? Like that they actually got the the cube that they use, like maybe not the one that uh, Alfangor used to give them like the morph powers, but they actually got like a cube that could give morph powers. Yeah, because that's how they that's how they gave David uh, powers. Yeah, so like like he said, like he find it odd that uh, he couldn't be uh, he didn't bother, you know getting back to a normal human body and then going through that whole thing. I don't find that odd at all. He preferred the hawk body. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I was going to say know. it was one of those weird things where like he actually kind of like spent so much time living. I don't know if it's or just like that lifestyle he was just better with. I don't know. Yeah, he preferred being a hawk. That's I mean, that's that's the that's why <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I guess the I guess it's just one of those things like there's some people who prefer to be animals. No, abs- I mean, absolutely. Like, um, I think there's a whole uh, art community based off of that, too. Tobias is read, like, in, in nowadays, like, a lot as, like, a trans character because oh. of, like, the whole, like, not feeling right in their own body and, like, trying to, like, you know, be something else. It's, you like, know, so there's a lot of not, readings on Tobias. Obviously, not, I mean, not another kid. No, I mean, I mean, it's pos- I mean, I guess, I mean, you could say it's that. It's, it's, um, but yeah, there's a lot of interesting readings out there if you want to do uh, on Tobias uh, about the different uh, ways you can interpret his character. Yeah, he's a very interesting character. I, I love Tobias. He's yeah, I think he's everyone's favorite animorph character. Well, yeah, I mean, I yeah. but I mean, he's definitely like if you read the Tobias books, it's definitely like if you want to know why he didn't. Just yeah, just go back, just turn back into a human and and still acquire the hawk or whatever. Like that's a thing that is addressed regularly in his books. Like it's it's a it's something. It was it was a conscious choice. It's not it's not a plot hole. I guess is the point. Yeah, and yeah. this like this was like something I think they mentioned long before they got the cube. Like he's like when he got the chance to be able to change back like his own form, kind of thing. There was the whole like, well, why don't you just be that? And it was like, well, then you wouldn't be able to help us as an animorph, but you know, you wouldn't be a hawk or stuff like that. So, mm. but there was that kind of push and pull as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he even because I think I think like in in it, it was it was the thirteenth book uh, is is where he got the the ability to morph again. Um, and I remember, I remember there being a lot of internal struggle about like, would I, would I rather be a human and not be able to, and and not be able to be a hawk again? Or would I, or, you know, which, which would I rather, which would I rather have? And so, you know, Elfangor basically gave him the chance to have it both ways. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, that's his whole deal. It's his whole deal is the point. (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's his whole story about he's not satisfied with his life in his current predicament. So he he likes yeah he likes he just likes being a hawk. I mean, I, I think I don't think he was too upset about being stuck in the hawk form. It's just more useful for him to be able to transform. <laughs> right. Know? It's 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 um 
it's actually like kind of implied, although I don't think they overtly say it, or maybe they overtly say that they suspect it, that he may have intentionally got himself stuck. Like he did, he did like hide in a corner of the yerk pool for more than two hours. And that's why he, that's why he got stuck. But he, he also kind of, he in- didn't like, since he was hidden well enough, he could have just changed back. Yeah. And then changed back again, like reset the clock. And he also, and in that book, in that first book where he does get stuck, there's a couple of times where he's morphed as the Hawk and Jake is like, Hey, uh, Tobias, it's an hour and 59 minutes. You better change back. Like, like he's really, he's really having to remind him. So, so it's like, he's, he's stuck that way initially, but he also kind of wants to be that way. Yeah. I mean, I always love talking about Tobias, so thanks for the question, because he's yeah, getting some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great character. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, but yeah, just saying that the person's wrong, that's the point. No, no, they they, they were just pointing <laughs> that out, and uh-huh. I guess they just wanted our opinions about yeah. it. They pointed, they pointed out, like, a a, a, a plot point, where, like, which really is a good way of enforcing his will on how much he wants to be a hawk, because he totally has an out. Yeah. Like, but he doesn't take it, because he doesn't want it. So yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's the end of Morn Beast this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's been kind of a, a lazy app, but you know, it's it's a bonus app. We're just you know Greg's putting it not... out there so we can bring something out for Saturday because Greg's uh on a trip or something. Yeah, right, right? He's dead. He's dead. No, I mean he's he's like he's guys, cartoon dead. Listen, guys, he went to the farm. Okay, he went to the farm. <laughs> he's fine. He's happy. He gets to run in the fields and swing swords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, uh, Jordan, where can we get you? Oh, get um, more Jordan. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, if you actually do want to see more by me, you can probably look on my Twitter. I haven't plugged that in like forever, so that's like at uh, at Dory Mingu uh, with an underscore between the Dory and the Mingu. Uh, it wouldn't be hard to tell. Like all you have to do is do a search and just find the one that's tw- uh, retweeting a lot of stuff from Audio Entropy. <laughs> I mean, I don't use it that much, but uh, that is probably one of the best ways to find me. Um, I'll also, while I'm remembering the, that uh, I'm going to be on the I've Made a Huge Mistake podcast again sometime soon, uh, they've started doing the Netflix fourth season of of that, and I think they're. Uh, if you know like Darren Husted or have done this or are interested, they're looking for some uh, some guests for some of the episodes. And you don't have to be a fan. You can basically be on there and and bash how much you hated F- uh, season four if you wanted to. Uh, we just it's just that uh, Darren likes to have like a guest with him when when they for each episode. Cool. So get me on that. That's interesting. I hope I might get that. Listen, uh, Ken. Um. Uh, KendallCast.Ninja is where my stuff is at K Hallman, K H A L M A N is my Twitter. Um, yeah, there might be some new stuff on KendallCast here in the next, uh, soon. Yay. Awesome. Uh, and you can catch me, uh, dangerchair.tumblr.com for, I'm not, yeah, for my, uh, art blog and on Twitter at this is emeralds. Uh, and YouTube and Instagram and Twitch. This is Emerald. You can also catch me on other audio podcasts to have 
not really released yet, but <laughs> um, Pursuit of Passions, which I have the episode zero up in the garbage dump, and I will be on Home for Infinite Losers, which is a uh, rewatch podcast for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and I've also guested on a bunch of stuff. I might be on a TWA coming up, or it would have been up uh, yesterday. I think I might be on that. It'll be the wedding part three, right? I think so. Yeah, I was on that. So you can enjoy me that there. Was good, that was a good set of episodes. Yeah, they were fun. They were really fun. <laughs> and it was fun being uh, being able to be a part of TWA for like a, a, a few weeks. Yeah. Like now, I, I can't do it every every Sunday because we, we do our we do our seventh yeah. game. But, but every now and then I get to be on. It's kind of fun. Uh, so yeah, catch me on there. Uh, and you can catch uh, a lot of different awesome podcasts on audientp.com. Uh, we got lots of different rewatch podcasts, Power Rangers and Digimon, and Totally Spies. And then we got a lore podcast for Zelda, The Book of Medora. And we have Transmission Radio, which is a general trans issues and topics podcast. And yeah, lots of really good stuff on there. So check it out. Um, I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, kill the Yerks. Keep Morthen. So I was going to say that if they made a Cherry Lee with the chalkboard with that planetary equation on it, I might buy that. Yeah, since I'm stealing her catchphrase, go give Ashley your fucking money. <laughs> Ashley Miner on <laughs> Patreon.com. Okay, yeah. bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>